Hello, Nomads, and welcome to episode 83 of the Nomads of Fantasy. My name is Brandon. I am your host for this episode, but I'm not alone. I am also here with Eric. Don't matter what you tell me or tell yourself, you'll ultimately die fighting these bastards. Ah, oh, nice pick. Quoted by Luthen. Yeah. And Dave. We're done with counting shifts. There is only then and now. There is only one way out. Yeah, that's good. Performed by the great Andy Serkis as Kino yeah. Loy. Prison Break! Rawr! No, that's a different show. No. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, talking Andor, season one. Kind of talking about this fairly after it just wraps up. Um, we didn't even plan this one. We didn't. No, this just kind of popped up. Yeah. But here we are. Uh, it's, it appears that people really like this one. <laughs> it appears. <laughs> it's all over the place. Yeah. Uh, well, some people, I mean, some people like it, but like IGN's giving it like best TV show of the year. And like, there's some. It's impressive. Yeah. I've seen some chitter chatter about it. Everybody seems to be pretty positive. I think this is good. I think Star Wars needed this show or a show to just get so much love because it, I think since the Mandalorian, we kind of fumbled a little bit with um, Boba Fett and Obi Wan. Yeah, both of them. And, and I don't know. And not and not everybody watches the animated stuff. Like Tales of the Jedi is great, but not many people are talking about it. And um, what was the other thing they did? The uh, the Jedi the anime one. Oh, visions! Star Wars visions. visions. Yeah. Yes. In bad and in bad batch, you know, like people aren't. No, I don't think everybody's like. I don't think adults are watching the anime. So Clone my Wars. Wife Watch it's the Clone Wars. It's good. It's really. It's like good. a different kind sure. of attention that it's getting. It's not getting like oh these action scenes or oh this CGI in this thing is so great because that's what Star Wars usually gets attention for. Sure. It's all. It's getting all the drama and the acting and the story. Right. Love. Yeah for this one yeah which is a turn i don't know it's it's a different kind of show because i don't know if we want to get into it now but save it i save it for i was gonna say yeah, yeah let's save, save it. it for the main uh, discussion so anyway it's just yeah because there's a lot of people catching up like it's hard to get feedback on this episode we only had one person on our twitter even reply thank you jake yes thanks jake, for always, as always. There, man it's a good the ultimate nomad it's a good transition uh if you want to follow us at nomads of fantasy on twitter our Number one fan, Jacob Iveson, says, I loved it. It felt slow and steady, like what I wanted, not rushed. When it was moving quickly, it was very entertaining, but I wasn't deterred by the slower parts either. Which there are. It's There's ups and downs. Like It's like a political heist show, so there's got to be downtime. There's got to be quiet time and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, so... It, there are certainly some action episodes, though, in this season, which is... They do those well too. So, yeah. Well, well, let's get into it. Uh, let's end this act. Take a break, and when we come back, we'll we'll dig into Andor season one.
Welcome back to Act 2. We're going to dig into Andor, Season 1. Let's start, you know, before we get into the plot, just how do we feel personally across the nomads here? How do we feel about this show? I'll start with you, Eric. With? Let's go start you with you. want to start with me? Yeah. All right, we'll start. We'll start on the positive end here and go down. Uh, no, I really liked it. I was, uh, I'm... I'm not like, I don't think I'm as in love with it as, you know, the internet is overall, because that's all I see out there on Twitter and everything. It's a Praising it, constantly praising it. This safe yeah. Star Wars is the best thing since Empire. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far, but I, I really liked it. It like, I mean, I kind of echo the sentiment of a lot of people out there saying like, you know, it felt different. It felt like a departure from the normal Star Wars shows we get, especially after the Book of Boba Fett and Obi-Wan, um, where they're kind of just trying to cash in on legacy characters a little mm-hmm. bit more by giving them a series. So I liked this. I liked that we got a character that we don't really know much about. Um, and then this this also is an era that I really love. It's kind of the, you know, the earlier days of the Empire. Like, they're... They were established, but they're still they're still kind of building up their regime. the younger years of the empire. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I I really am a fan of this time period. Uh. And like I said, I like that it's a character that we don't really know much about, so we got to learn more about his story. But I guess if I had to put a number on it, I would say like eight point five for like the entire first season. So that was solid. Yeah. I also liked it. I thought it was solid. Um, I watched it the first time during COVID. And, you know, I was iffy on it. I thought it was kind of slow and boring. And then I figured I probably should rewatch it with Fresh Brains. And I put in, like, this, I think, eight episodes in the last two days. um, Up through the prison, essentially. And I did like it a, a bit better the second time. I don't know if it was it's COVID brain. I don't know. I don't know if it was brain fog or I could actually just concentrate on it. There are a lot of slower episodes, but I like the I like the introduction of the new characters. I thank God that it's not another show on Tatooine. It's great to be it's like true. oh like on a new in a new place with new characters. Barracks might as stuff. well have been Tatooine. It was just like it's it was a mining like, planet, you know. They're, they're like, it stripping, like it, but, stripping old ships yeah. and stuff like that. Like an old mm-hmm. shipyard kind of place. But yeah. no, that was fine. Um, there were parts of the show during the season that got pretty boring. Like, I don't know, in the middle of it for a little bit, it kind of slogs on when there's not any heist going on or there's nothing too exciting going on. Some of the plot twists were a little, I don't know, a little too set up, I would say. But, uh, it is cool to see like small ball day-to-day life in the Star Wars galaxy with no force powers and no lightsabers. Cause that's kind of what everything is, is just like, I guess, except yeah. for Boba Fett and Mando, like they're dudes with blasters, but they're also Mandalorians. <laughs> yeah. But they're still them. basically superheroes. Yeah. You know, this is like, yeah, people working in scrapyards and going about day-to-day Star Wars life. And it kind of shows like the, the boots on the ground, effect of the empire and stuff like that so i thought it was yep i thought it was cool i thought it was nice to add a different setting it the season was a bit uneven but it might as well 
like you got politics and you got heist. There's just that's drama and there's your action. Right. So that's kind of where the where the meat on the bone is coming from. So I like it. I think I if I was gonna give it something, I'd give it like a you know seven and a half, eight, somewhere in there, seven point seven five. Oh damn. Okay, I thought I was gonna come in as a bad guy because I would give it about a seven point eight probably. I can't oh, give it an eight. Okay. Because I do have issues. At seven point eight. That's not. He, you can't go. Point you can't beat eight. me by. You beat me by five hundredths. No, I'm going eight. I'm going a full eight then. Yeah. I thought you. Well, the way you've been talking about it, like Brandon, a six five Discord no, and everything. No, no, I thought no, you were coming no, no. in like I, Debbie Downer. Six. No, no. I'm just like, like people are calling it a masterpiece. I'm like, it's different and like, it's slow like you're absolutely right with that but like don't don't fucking jerk me around people and tell me this is a masterpiece <laughs> and i'm coming because I, I have a very strong bias here that i think if i i've never seen a tv show that has wowed me as much as game of thrones seasons one through five where i was like god damn this is the best tv show ever made and during those first five seasons like this is great you don't know what's going to happen great acting multiple characters i don't know what's going on i don't need to it's in the middle of stuff same thing with andor could have done the same thing the empire like there's past activities there's future activities but like right here right now what are these multiple characters doing and i was like plot armor across all these new characters and half of them are not interesting to me um and the other half that are interesting never were charming enough for me to care about. So I just struggled with the characters. Again, I'm giving it a 7.8. It's not like I didn't respect the show or like it. I don't, I just, sure. I want to make it very clear that like when I watch star Wars, I'm instantly charmed with Leia, Han, Luke aliens. And I watched this show and it's like, it's in star Wars. I know it's purposely trying to be barely in star Wars and show like this more grounded approach, but like you can't fucking have a show that it's just all humans. Every character was a human. I'm like, man, <laughs> yeah, that is where's funny. the I, one alien? Just give me a call. You say that, but it makes sense because a lot of the stuff that we see is from the empire's perspective. And the, I mean, the empire are basically Nazis. They put alien races Nazis, in, yeah. you know, prison camps and treat right. them as slave labor. So it's it's only going to be humans in the Empire. But yeah, I agree on like Ferrix and the other planets. Like we see a couple aliens in the background here and there. There's yeah, that so one big guy things. in the early episode. You know, he was kind of funny, like right. that big alien dude. But I, wa- I did want more of that. That's... But it definitely focused more on like Cassian's story and like the people surrounding him. Right. Oh, and then the last thing I want to say is that Cassian is a, it's an interesting character. I, I'm rooting for him. I know his fate, obviously, from Rogue One, but, like, he's so one note the whole time. And I'm like, that's what I like about the Star Wars movies is, like, you'll see their silly side and then they're 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 down to, like, fight side. And I feel like Cassian and everybody across the board had one, they're stoic. They're just one note. And everybody's somber. I get what they're trying to tell me here, but like one person can't be like, I let's get drunk tonight, you know, or something. Just break character. You're not, everybody's just so like, 
oh, the Empire's evil. And then it's just like that guy, the weirdos on the Empire side, they're just like, I'm always like this. I'm like, no, you're not. Like, it's Captain Justice Boner? Justin. Captain. Oh, yeah. Captain Justice is. So I don't know. That's it. That's it. Other than that, it's shot well. It's got great music. I love the world building. It does world building very well. Uh, The show is only going to be better next season. I guarantee it. Um, I don't know if there's room for. Looking at there. looking at Wikipedia, the critical response on Average Tomatoes, the lowest episode got a ninety, and yeah, it has one, two, yeah, three, seven, dude. seven episodes that it are very at a hundred. I mean, they aired it on cable TV for God's sake! Like that's never happened. Like a streaming series going on to cable <laughs> well, they, TV and families are watching. Don't have this. their own their own like networks. Just, I know this is yeah. for like adults, but like kids are watching this, you know, with their parents and stuff like that. They're probably struggling because it is very slow. Um, and there's a lot of political jar- jargon and, like, you know, inside baseball stuff with the Empire and everything. So I'm sure mm-hmm. for a kid, that's probably hard to follow. I feel like for a kid, this show would be boring as hell. Yeah. You know, yeah. If, yeah. You, if you don't know. Like, like your parents watching Law and Order. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there there is some action and some good action. But yeah, like, some of the action is Like great. Dave said, it's it's kind of like a roller coaster. Like it starts out slow, builds, you know, to the first the Which heist and then it slows Game down of Thrones again, is like that. a lot of the talking. Right. That's the you midpoint know? of the season is the heist. Yeah, it's like it's episode yeah, six. The heist and then I, it goes on to the prison, right? Because I noted that uh, the writers, uh, it was Tony and Dan Gilroy, wrote the first six episodes, which kind of seemed like a separate chunk I of the show. That. Yeah. And then there's there's like, you know, four episodes and then they wrote like the last two back on Ferrix. That makes total sense. That explains why I feel like somebody was writing Andor and like, we need to make this longer. And somebody's like, hey, here's a short story that somebody had and it's like, splop. Just tell the best part. Yeah, the prison thing. It's like, it makes no... Why is it even in there? It's wedged in there. It's so wedged in there. It's also... I think I struggled with those first six. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The prison, I think the prison fits in there perfectly um, for a couple of different reasons. Uh, I think the only thing that was weird to me was how quickly Cassian got captured and then he just was thrown into the, you know, he just got transported to the prison planet right away. Like, that was the only thing that bothered me a little bit about that whole sequence. If they could have found a better way to get him to prison, it would have been better. But I rewatched this. I rewatched it like you, Dave. And there is a line where, like, they're getting frustrated and the Empire um just says that like then let's just extend um prison terms right so yeah. they are very, they were very like, flippant oh, about this it. used to be a six month now it's six years or something like that yes um and there's like some act that they put into thing i forget what it was it's like the patriot act where they have like we can search and seize and lock up anybody they're, for right anything they're just cracking down on any rebel activity or any crimes against the uh imperials like uh the empire like at all they're cracking all down authoritarian on um person yeah um kind of activity of course oppression right. yeah. breeds rebellion you're just seeing it yep. you're seeing them kind As of who says yeah I yeah who said it but i don't know what was that luthan luthan says it. yes oppression breeds rebellion that's a, mm-hmm. that kind of sums up this whole show and we're done yeah so okay yeah. uh i think one of the cool things about the show is it has a lot of characters. Um, some of them are familiar, right? Uh, obviously, 
Andor, Cassian, um, Andor. And then you have Sigur Guerrera. Saw Guerrera. Saw Guerrera. Thank you. Um, played by Forrest Whitaker. He was in Rogue One as Which well. He was pretty good in here. I didn't. No, I love. Name. Yeah, I love. Yeah, I love Saw's character. Uh, period. Just because, like, he's an extremist. You know, like he's a he's a rebel, but he's an ext- like he doesn't align with anybody, which is another part of what I like about this era is that there's all these different factions of rebels. Like there's no one rebel alliance yet. Right. At this point. Right. They're all broken up into their own rebel factions. More realistic. Saw, right. Saw is like on the extreme, extreme end. Like he doesn't align with anybody. He just wants to kill kill anybody associated with the empire period like there's no, no politics asked. it's all let's go it's like Recently. anarchy yeah, yeah exactly um so i i think that's really cool about this this era specifically and the world building like you said is i like the the different rebel factions and the the fact that they eventually all join into one rebel alliance is kind of crazy because they all have such different viewpoints at the beginning of it Right. You know, like you said, there's the separatists and then there's the extremists and then, you know, so there's it's it's pretty cool. The, the different rebel factions that are going on at this point. We're going to meet right. like teenage Leia in season two. I'm like, she's going to meet Mom Mothma <laughs> and they're going to be like, oh, my God. Ah. Please no more Leia. We have her in movies. We do not need to see her that's, in college and stuff. That's another. Re- yeah, that's I think that's what I liked about it. Like I said before, like it's. It's not characters. It's characters that we know. Like we know Mon Mothma from like the original trilogy and everything, um, and we know where she's gonna end up. But we get all of these new characters. We get you know Bix and Luthen, and uh, we get obviously we knew Andor from Rogue One, but we get to see a lot more of his backstory and how he uh, came into the rebellion and where he came from and everything. So, do you like the whole? I'm looking for my sister stuff because it's only in the first couple episodes and then it just disappears. It serves. A there's a note. There's a note in it later. And it, uh, the mom, okay. whatever story wise, what is the purpose of it? Other than learning where it's, he's from. It's, and to how give, yeah, it's, like, it's to give him a purpose. Kind of, well, in the well, beginning, he's got the to whole, something. Well, yeah, the, cause the rebel or the, not the, well, the, the ship crashes on their planet. They go to investigate it. And then his sister, or not his sister, his whole, his tribe gets attacked or whatever, and he gets separated from them. And then that's the point where we meet Marva and Clem, and they're the ones that take him him. in. Yeah, Yeah, so that's, it's kind of like a means to an end for Cassian to get, like, his adopted But I'm saying, like, looking back at it, like, what do you need to know that for? Like, that, they're, those scenes, I skipped through my second time through, because they're they're very long. Mm -hmm. So I'm like. Like you could have just done a flashback. Oh no, I agree. I, I think lived that's on the planet, the... and my sister and I got separated. That's it. But like, they is it going to come back for some reason? Like, why do they need to see him as a tribal space kid? I agree. That's some of the weakest stuff. I I think it's is just it world building just to show kind of... where he came from. Yeah, yeah, to show how he started and to show how he met Marva and everything and how okay. they took him in. So I struggled with that. You know, I just like why show me that, which is. Why show I'm me sure some people liked it, but. any scene with Cyril in it this season? Because I had <laughs> so high hopes for this that guy. guy. Yeah. I had high hopes for him. He's and just like a tryhard corpo dick. He is. He's like Captain Justice. Like he, like I when I rewatch it, I caught the line about him like tailoring his own suit. Like he was like tightening yes. it in and making it like he kept making it. He was like he wore. Yeah, he was like, like yeah. he's got a, his uh, captain. Or he's like, did you make modifications to your suit? And he's like, because they're supposed yeah. to be kind of baggy, just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. 
he makes yeah. it very like makes it look better. He's got a um, justice boner so hard that he will not stop for anything. Like throughout right. the entire like the whole season, like he gets like the beginning, like I thought he was gonna be like, you know, involved in things, but he ends up going to like goes home to his old naggy mom, he gets interviewed, and then he like he's just there at the end. And then like we could have caught him out after like episode four when when they blew up Ferrix. Well, yeah. he kept trying to like like when he gets taken in by the ISB, you know, when he meets up with the Deidre, like he's like trying to get in. He's get he's trying to get in with the ISB, but they're like, no, we don't we don't want you. We I'm don't really want good at my job, with you. but I love oh. justice. <laughs> right. I know justice. I don't know why. And then he ends up doing his own thing, and like I don't. Know, it's yeah, his whole story arc was like I don't understand why we were following because he didn't really play a pivotal role in anything. No, like he was, saved this, Deirdre, this show but that's is about it. Probably what it's like for an um, officer or to work for the Empire, like because obviously the soldiers are just grunts, they're mindless, they're just doing what they're told. But like, you know, what is it like to be somebody more of higher intellect, somebody who makes decisions? And I guess that was their attempt of showing us a normal person who wants to be like a, you know, like a cop. Like I want to be, I want to be an officer. I want to be a cop. I just want to enforce the law. Like he just wants to do that, but he'll just you do went it and gotten like a. He went and got an office space job, essentially, like, halfway through the season. Yeah. He's just, like, working in a cubicle. Yeah. Like, just looking at weird screens that mean nothing. It was interesting, though, with the mother, like, that dynamic. Oh, God. Like, that was interesting because we're seeing, like, Eric, you, you say this. It's not the same thing, but, like, you want to see the CD underworld. Like, show me, like, like the earth, like the city yeah, you know, the, maybe like the bad areas of a city in Star Wars. Like to me, I want to see suburbia. I want to see people driving the same car, um, <laughs> tending to their lawn, you know, worrying about yeah. bills. Like I, I kind of see if you're gonna show me like shit, like show me stuff that's not always like a poor area, where right. it's a bunch of scrappers. Yeah. There's gotta be a middle class. What's yeah, middle that's class. Right. We never see middle class. It's always like true. princes and royalty and all that stuff, or it's like people just getting by. I want to see that. So what I liked about that was he's living with his mom. He doesn't want to be living with his mom. She's making him food, but she's like constantly nit, you know, she picking is, uh, on him. She's like, like making him cereal. It's like fucking uh, Cr- Captain Crunch or something. Crunch berries. Something I should know. I told you not to leave dinner out last night. Our message was so brief. One worries. You're so busy these days. Perhaps you're forgetting to eat. You've been searching my room again. Imagine. Imagine I cracked under the weight of your neglect. Imagine I cracked and wasn't... So, like, that stuff I actually liked. I thought the actress that played his mom was actually pretty funny. Um, Mm -hmm. That was... I didn't mind that. But, yeah, everything else around him was kind of... And his... Like, his... He was a good actor. Like, I, like... You know, you could tell that... He loved justice. Right. The character he, he played, he was good bedroom, at it. He'd look out the window with the rain rolling down the window, and he'd be thinking about justice. Like, Empire. Right. I need and... to get Andor. Yeah. yeah. So he's kind of like the obsessive one. He, I mean, obviously, he's going to be back in season two, and he's going to probably have something to do with Deidre. And save probably Deidre. play He'll a get into the ISB, right. and his justice boner will rage on forever. But I, I like that they showed restraint. Cassian. They showed restraint, and they didn't make them kiss. 
when he saved her you know please don't do they would be it's like such a stereotypical yeah yeah like they and they shouldn't like they they're they're both they have their own agendas and she's right outrace him by a lot oh yeah but they both love justice (laughs) they have a shared common interest of law yeah well i think because both of them look around them see a lot of slackers in the empire and or, yeah, or they they are like no, this could be done better. So it's just two type A's kind of bumping into each other right now. So they probably it's that's how it is. Like again, we see some of the inner workings of the Empire and the ISB. Like everybody is just trying to nudge someone else out or edge somebody else out just to get you know just a little bit higher or a little bit you know more in favor uh, right. with the Empire. So I like seeing that stuff. Is kind of you know like yeah. the inner conflicts between we saw that in Rogue One a little people bit. in the Empire yeah 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 for yeah. sure um, which I I know I rewatched Rogue One last night before yeah just to kind of prepare for this and I didn't I'll say I did not give Rogue One a fair shake the first time I saw it okay because I feel like when I first saw it you know this was it was the first like spin off movie that we right. ever got for Impress Star Wars me. Right. So I I didn't I don't <laughs> think I gave it a fair chance, you know. But like after after I think after watching Andor it made me appreciate Rogue One a lot more and it made me appreciate Andor's character and made me care about him much more in Rogue One because I knew his backstory, I knew where he came from. You know, the whole thing was like why do we care about these characters uh that are that we know are going to die at the end of this movie, you know. But I well, think yeah, I think I just think Not that, all of them. Mon Mothma no. is in this. I think no, she's... not all of them, but like the the heroes that actually got the Death Star plans yeah. and everything. But no, Rogue One is good. If you haven't seen it in a while, you should go back and watch uh, it, especially it just... after watching Andor. Yeah, I think I have to go do that. Give it another we'll, shot. We'll we'll rewatch it for because it was show. lower. It's always been lower on my list of list of movies. Yeah. It's, it, I felt like Star I felt Wars. the same way I felt about Solo when I rewatched it. Like I didn't like Solo that much when I first watched it, but on a rewatch I was like, wow, this is actually a really good movie. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's an important movie too. Like just the, you know, without Jin and Andor getting the uh uh plans of the Death Star, then I think the rebellion would have crumbled. They were close to crumbling in that movie and then that kind of uh sparked that that fire in them, but and it le- I forgot that it, it basically directly leads up to A New Hope. Mm-hmm. You forgot like it, that? Dude, yeah. It like literally, it's, it's literally like, like minutes away. The next scene is A New Hope. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's right. Because they give the Death Star plans and then Leia gets him and it's like yeah. they're on the, the transport. Yeah. And so, then you got to yeah. watch the original trilogy and then you got to go watch back it and, all over it's again. Just a big cycle, a vicious yep. circle they're spinning Smart. in. Exactly. Okay. Um,. So other big characters, I I think we need to talk about Luthen. Oh, of course, yeah. he's the puppet master for the rebellion. Mm-hmm. guard, you know. So you got a pretty good actor here. Um, he's he's been working with Disney for a while because he's been in the like the Thor movies and and so forth. So, oh yeah, that's where I know him from. Yeah, so he's, he's familiar, but I don't know where from. He's a good actor. This character is very interesting. Um, I yeah. was. I would say one of the more important characters introduced, and I know it's named after Andor, but like to me, Andor is like one note. 
don't talk, don't talk to me. You don't know me. Don't touch my stuff. You know, like, all right, I can't connect to you. You're not likable to me. You're like, (laughs) I'm rooting for you, but I don't. But like Luthen, like he has an incredible speech. He has an incredible monologue. Yeah, the monologue is so good. He lays it out in front of you why he's doing, or at least why he feels he's doing what he does. Sugarera does the same thing, you know, in Rug One. Like they all, they have a reason why they they believe they're right in what they're doing. Um, so I don't know. I thought he was a well written character. It's really cool because he he puts all of the like moral like immoral decisions and moral corruption on himself, so that you know the rest of the rebellion can you know fly higher than he like he's basically sacrificing himself and his moral compass so that others can so it's interesting do the right thing watching it the second time because i was like ah, i like him but like i like him more the second time watching it because he says like you know man Moth is like in his shopping she's like people will suffer and he's just like that's no the point <laughs> right well, that's once the point. you're in the you rebellion there's no way suffer. out yeah you can't you can't back out but he's in hiding. He's he's literally a puppet master. He's just he's not on the front lines. What I liked watching the second time is his performance when he's actually there at the last episode, and the rebellion happens in Ferrix, and he's there. Explosions are happening. He's jolted. He's genuinely like thrown off. Like to see it and be here and see what it takes. And people like literally getting slaughtered for this. And they don't even know because I'm more or less manipulating the activities that are happening here. So he has that moment where he has to walk away and you can hear the blasters going off. And he's just, you can tell he's kind of overwhelmed because he, he had an incredible speech where he's talking about like, I do everything. But like, you're also safe as fuck in a way because you're true. unknown right now. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you'll never see the sun or whatever, all that stuff. But so I like that he, he actually was there when shit went down because it kind of like grounds him a little bit because he has that thing with... So Guerrero, where he's like, I came to you to keep you alive, which means the other guy is going to be sacrificed. Like, they're all going to be wiped out for the rebellion because anybody that knows me, like, has to die. He makes him make the choice. That was dirty, but... Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Whatever we can carry off. And I want all the gear that you promised. You're too late. It's going tomorrow. We'll be ready. Make it happen. I think not. Why? You were so eager for it. Eyes B knows Krieger's plan. They'll be waiting for it. And Krieger, he doesn't know. How do you know I won't tell him? I don't. I don't know what you'll do. You study men. Plus Krieger. So you know he's doomed. Which means either you're ISB, or you have someone inside that you are protecting. Or I'm just a very good listener. And what if it was me instead of Krieger? What would you do? Well, Krieger doesn't know me. I'm not vulnerable if he's captured. It's your decision. But know the choice. Do we let Krieger go down and play the long game? Or do we warn him and throw away his source it's taken years to cultivate? Someone with Krieger? Someone at ISB? Maybe there's someone here with me. Avoiding the choice. Who is it? I liked his alter ego too. That was kind of cool. How he's like a art yeah, dealer on the side. Switch. Clever. He, put, he puts on the rings, and you can see him like getting into character when he's on his ship and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like some of those little those little notes that he has. Or <clears throat> apparently, when, uh, 
Oh, sorry. I no, I was going to say when Mon Mothma's in there, like you can tell how he's like, he's smiling when he's facing the door. And mm-hmm. then when he turns oh, around, he like starts talking back in his normal voice. Put on airs, yeah. Yeah, yep. that's really good. In case somebody's watching. The, all the acting and dialogue that happens between him or with Mon Mothma, Mothma I think is like the best acting. She's incredible. He's incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, they are like, they classed the show because everybody else is more or less a scavenger. Don't talk to me. Don't touch me. All that shit. Whatever. <laughs> they actually were very classy people because they they had to carry the ruse of what they are and what they represent. Because she's trying to especially Mon fund Mothma. She's living a she's living a double a double life there, right? You know, and she's like right on the edge. She's in enemy territory, right? On the hate, Imperial Senate. Her husband's a complete piece of shit. Does not yeah. <laughs> does not respect this guy. Yeah. yeah, in my yeah, in my opinion, she's she's taking the biggest risk of anybody, you know, because yes, yeah, like you said, she's trying to get this money to fund the rebellion while also trying to, you know, stave off some of the emperor's like, uh, you know, some of the the laws and acts that he's putting into play in the empire and everything. So like she's she's fighting from the inside, and you know she's also helping the rebellion. So she's yeah she's. Very important part of everything here. So that's cool. And that like she's a really cool character. She brings the political side, and Brandon loves the "Don't touch my stuff, don't talk to me." But like those guys, like they're all scumbags and spies and stuff like that. So like, and in heist movies, like nobody trusts anybody. And like, especially in like Heat, like everybody, like it's true, like those movies, like you're going to rob a bank essentially, and. Everybody thinks that everybody's going to betray him, except for the the kid who was like the mouse in the Matrix movies. Essentially, he's like, "Oh, are you talking about the heist scene?" Yeah, the young oh, kid, the, rag, the, young the rag kid tag crew of rebels, ne- Nemec. Nem- yes, Nemec. He's writing his but manifesto. He's like, I, I don't know how old he was supposed to be in there. He looks like he was what twenties. I felt bad. I felt bad for that kid. Young kid, yeah. That kid got got the wrong end of the stick. Time. Climb. Yeah, well, when he gets tossed back and smashed by like a big, like the millions of a credits fork, or whatever, forklift of yeah. credits oh, crushes his spine. Crack. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, that was, that was so bad. But I want. I'm curious. The manifesto will come back. That'll give Andor some motivation in season two to go steal Death Star plans and do cool shit in other movies. But how did you feel about that whole out in the woods with like? I don't know, like a ragtag team of mercenaries trying to like pull that heist off and all that stuff on that planet. It was a little slow, but it's just like the, it's the team building things where like nobody trusts you. And then like, I'm going to make a suggestion. And then the leader takes the suggestion. And then, you know, it's kind of like that. It was a little formulaic as they're like forming the team and forming bonds and, I'm a sucker just, for a heist. It was slow for, for like heist. yeah, three three episodes, and then the heist episode. That one was fucking great. Yeah, when like, everything started pop. Yeah, I liked I liked you know they were when they were putting all the pieces into place, and then they finally pulled off the heist. And like yeah, it was, it was intense. You know when they started infiltrating the base and everything. Like that's that's the stuff I really like. Um, with like you know, like the Mexican standoff sort of thing. Like who's gonna shoot first? Like I'm, a, I'm always a sucker for that kind of stuff. Um, but no, it was, it was the heist was probably it was definitely one of my favorite scenes. Uh, 
uh, like just the that whole episode. Yeah, because you don't um, get you don't get a lot of details of how they're gonna do it. You kind of you know right. like they're gonna sneak in as imperial officers, and we'll see what happens. But like they have mm-hmm. a they have a pretty solid plan. Yeah, you know, it was kind of cool. I like how they did that. Yeah, sneaking everybody and following the um the natives and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and then you have like the officers visiting. It's like, look at this shithole, but it is pretty attractive to see. And then the soldiers are like, man, we'd really like to see it. And like, I like that they were showing. Like, this is stuff I like. Like, you can't just be like, oh, I'm evil and I'm an asshole all the time. And I'm just going to be like a one note character. I like that. That Yes, they're scumbags. They're the Empire. They're like space Nazis. But, they're but they still want to see beautiful yeah. phenomenon right. on the planet. They still want to see that. Like, that to me is good writing. Well, you get some. Yeah, you get some of those like, like the lower level grunt guys who are just it's just a job to them. It's not like they really believe. Maybe they don't believe Man, in the no, Empire's ideals. You know? I don't think a lot of them do. Right. They just it's just a job to them. And they, they're like, shit, man, I want to get off my shift and watch these cool ass lights. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I, I thought that was really good compared to the team we're supposed to be rooting for. Mostly had plot armor. I think well, only we only lost like two people. in that. We lost oh, Nemec. Like, we lost the everybody the, dies. The mole, for... the Imperial uh, officer guy who was Did helping he die? out. He yeah. died. Yeah, he got Did shot. He get shot. Everybody mm-hmm. but Andor and Vel die. Everybody. Yes. Yeah. And the two. other the, the other guy too. Oh, and the and name. the other girl. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, this, Kaz, this helps. Sinta. There's Vel. Kaz was like Vel and Sinta. Yeah. Yes. Kaz Vel was separate. Yes. She survives. Yes. Uh, Vel survives, and then that Keeve guy, or what was his name? Skeen. Yeah, Andor Keen. just kill straight up murder Skeen. Well, yeah, because he knows like he's gonna probably get, he's, he's if he scumbag. turns his back on him, he's gonna get shot in the back anyway. So. Well, he wanted, yeah, he just wanted to steal the credits and hop out of there. He didn't care about the rebellion. He just was in it for the money, you know. He was ready to, he's ready to cut loose and run with the credits. So, For Which, forty million the, credits is a lot. Of credits. Uh, you could fund a yes. fucking big old rebellion with that. How many X wings can you buy with forty million credits? Yeah. <laughs> but it was cool. It was cool. It was a cool high yeah. scene and all that stuff. Whatever, you know. I, I was just like, "Yep, let's just do this." All that stuff. And then, what I really liked though was them escaping through the, the yes. meteor shower. Like that it actually was so cool, man. For a TV show, I was like, "This looks really good." Yeah, this looks and really like, good. And like, you obviously know they're gonna escape, but like, just yeah, it's so intense, you know. Yeah, I hope, hope they don't die. And, Andor's right. dead. <laughs> no. Right, no. Yeah, no, that shit yeah, kind of is plot armor, was, but whatever. But, like, it was a yeah. cool sequence, and it, it really showed cool that he, as good as he is, he's like, I need help. I need technology to guide me through it, and the kid is, like, trying to show. And you're like, all right, let me, like, guide you and all that stuff, so. As he's, seeing, like, dying. Yeah, as he's dying. That he, was after he already got crushed, right? Yeah. He was trying to navigate. So here's the thing. Here's the thing I noticed. So okay. Oh god, what was that guy's name again? The um, uh, Skeen. So Skeen mm-hmm. was going to double cross everybody and take the money and run, right? Yeah. He's just looking he's for an also, opening, really. But he was also worried about the kid. Like, like we could all just escape and just like let the kid die and just like go our own merry way. Kid. And take a cut. But he's just like we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for this kid. We should see the doctor and follow through. Like he's he's the only reason why we're here. Maybe let's try and save him. He just wants a good place to hide out and then steal the credits. I don't know. I don't know. It seems weird. Like like, he has a he he cares. He could have just been like, oh yeah, you're right. Because she was 
she was calling. He's like, no, it's it's he's done. Like we're, we're no, let's not save him. And he actually says, no, like let's try and save him because we wouldn't be here for that. So he would. It just seemed weird that he would want to save somebody and then well, double cross him right after. He might have said like Dave was wow. saying it was probably an, it might have been an opportunity for him like that would have been the perfect opportunity for him to escape you know while everybody else is distracted shoot people the in the back and roll with forty million credit yeah I Which, guess I guess by the way if you didn't know a T sixty five B X wing costs around one hundred and fifty thousand imperial credits so. A little wow. simple math. Get a little army there. Yeah. yeah. You could buy you could buy That's about a lot. 266 brand That'll fund new your rebellion. X-Wings with that $40 million that they stole. So it's like a small fleet. Certainly don't have that many when they went rolling into uh, the first Death Star. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just, uh, right. just a note. Well, yeah. So we got the heist. Whoa. And then basically right after that, Andor goes back to Ferrix, tries and, to reconnect yeah. with Bix, but then and then tries to get Marva out as well. But she says, "No, I'm staying." So <laughs> Andor just kind of like, pieces out to yeah. this resort planet or whatever. That that was the weirdest thing to me because it was like the was transition cool. from episode I think six to seven or whatever. It was like he he was on Ferrix and then he's all of a sudden on this resort planet with this random chick, and I'm like, what? How? I don't know. It just what felt would you weird do to me. With, I forget what he got for the job. He got like 200,000 credits. It was, which, yeah, I think it was like 200,000. Which seems yeah. really low, but um, I would have taken, I would have at least did. doubled yeah. my salary. Take a milli or something. But, uh, I like that cool planet. Have we ever, have we seen that planet before? It was just like some, I don't, I don't think so. I like it because it was like, it was, the shot was like cruising in over the beach with the, like the birds and it had like some cool, Space jazz music or whatever going on there. And space jazz music. Yeah, space, space jazz. Jizz, exactly. But yeah, this is where like you get like the weird like he's just walking down the beach. There's just people everywhere. Like it looks like a regular like you're in Cor- Cape Coral in Florida or something like that of the galaxy or whatever. And all of a sudden, yeah. like, he's just walking and the cop just goes, "Hey, what, what are you doing? Are you? All right, you're in Excuse prison me. for six years now. That's so like out of right. It was very abrupt. Out of it was literally yeah. out of nowhere. Within like five oh, minutes, he's getting sentenced to six down. years no, in prison for. Like, well, what's weird walking. is I just watched this earlier, this actual episode, and like the stormtrooper well, is looking running. straight. Why he's got his wall to his back to a wall. Andor's on the other side. Hey, what are you doing here? And then he's like, "Why are you looking around like?" You're looking around like you're up to something. Like, how the fuck did you see that? You're looking at him. It makes no sense. Like, the line just does not connect with the scene. Yeah. Like, like, I've been watching you for the last couple days, and every day you did, like, I've been watching you looking around, but no, he just, I don't know, something like that. You're looking funny, so you're going to prison. Yeah. And then the K2 unit comes out, and I'm like, oh, this is how he, like, gets to know his K2. No, it was a fake out. Yeah, I was like, oh, I guess it's like whatever. That's that's fine. Like to to have it in here, um, but then it's like instantly, or just gonna put you in another TV show for a couple episodes. <laughs> yeah, you know, mm-hmm. um, which it was which, cool because when you get to you get to realize what they're doing at the end of the season, like it puts it it puts it into a little bit of perspective. But yeah, that well, yeah, that's the kicker. They they were creating Death Star parts at the prison without even knowing it which was that was cool i like that the i think we knew i think we knew 
We knew yeah. it was for the Empire. You, it was going to be for the assumed, Death Star. You assumed, this is what they're building right now at this time. You didn't know 100% until, like, the end, 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 the after yeah. credit scene and everything, but... Which, I mean, it does explain, now that I we looked it up, like, the writers that wrote uh, 6 through 10, so they wrote, you know, four episodes, like, right in the middle, and it's basically the prison episodes, because it ends with one way out, and then it goes back to the regular stories. So. Right. <clears throat> Well, let's get time. into it. Let's get into the prison, yeah, story. So, that was a hell of a little thing. I loved it. Well, no, it was cool. great. It was yeah, probably some of the best stuff in the season. And it's like a little pocket of Andy Circus in there, just mm-hmm. thrown in. Yeah, I'm like, man, he's so good in everything he does. Every everything he's in, he's like, he could have phoned it in. Yeah, I loved, I loved his character, and I loved like the the arc of his character. Because at the beginning, he's like, he's just telling everybody, you know, keep your heads down, shut up, do your work. You know, he's just he's trying to get through his sentence. You can see on his little panel. Your, yeah. yeah, you can see on his little thing, he's got like two hundred something days left, and he just wants to fill out a sentence and get the hell out of there. And like the tech, the way they like lock them down is great. Mm-hmm. I love how they just. It's an instant death if you touch the floor. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's really and one cool. guy commits suicide, and all they do is show his feet. And actually, no, they show Cassie, and it's just somebody's gone. Yep. Yeah, I was good. Oh, there, and they do like sign language when they're all queued up in the tunnels, kind of going back and forth between yeah. the dormitory and they're trying to know what's up. going on with the other floors and everything, communicating yeah, like, through the floors. It's cool. And they're talking. Yeah, so cool. I love that stuff. Um. And then just like the whole, uh, what's his name, Kylo? What's Circus's character's name again? Kino, Kino, Kino Loy. Yeah, Kino Loy. He's so like you said, just put your head down, just do your time, and like we'll be out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, but Cassian's like, no, 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 like shit went down. We gotta figure out what that is. People got wiped out. They knew something. Entire... Yeah, they knew something was going down. Yeah, on the other one of the other floors. Yeah, and then uh, when one of their guys dies, he's talking to the the medic. And he's just like, "None of us are getting out, and if you try, you die." So yep. Well, yeah, they basically said like, if if you know, once their sentence is up, they just they don't release them. They just move to another floor and reset yeah. their sentence. And then at that point, Kino's like, "All right." we got to do something. We got to get out. Cause he realizes there's no escape. So he's like, what are they, what do you have to lose? And, and like, it, all, it all goes, 12. it all goes back to the, you know, the oppression breeds rebellion thing, which yep. when you have nothing to lose, then why not try, you know, why not yeah, try to cool. fight back? And they're like sneaking away, like kind of with their file, kind of just like shaving the thing down and like kind of like prison stuff. Like mm-hmm. I love yeah. that stuff. Like, it was a yeah, cool space stuff. prison. Like they don't have bars on their like any of their walls because they're using those sweet electric floors. It'd be nice to go to work barefoot every day and kind of walk around barefoot. <laughs> this is a, a coil uh, straw that you just uh, yeah. yeah slurp your food yeah. out of the wall. <laughs> yeah. mm. I mean that's not a bad way to go. Give me a PlayStation Five in there. Well, they I said you can have you can have as much as you want. There's no limit to your to your slurry or whatever. You can just slurp it all day yeah. long. If you, if, you, if you win in a day, you get flavor added. Like, <laughs> yeah, like that's that right. bonus was uh, pretty funny. So yeah. it's just like oatmeal. And if you lose, just, you, it's get, just you get flavorless. Yeah. Oh. yeah. But their breakout plan was like, I mean, they got pretty lucky there that they got out there. There was a 
little bit of craziness going on there, but like the the whole taking over of the entire prison was pretty sweet to see a prison break. Mm-hmm. I'm I was kind of shocked at how they got out. It's just like dudes jumping into an ocean. Yeah, they just jumped in the. Yeah, they, there was no other way. They just had to jump into the ocean. There's got to be planes or something there. I, I would think, but. Loy couldn't get out though. He I know after swim. all that he's just like I, like, I can't swim. He, I can't he, do it. He railed everybody together and he's just like let's like there's one way out and he's just like and I can't fucking swim. Yeah, I'm surprised. You gotta that, try. Well, you gotta you know and as soon grab as onto someone that, or something. As soon as he says that, somebody like tackles Andor over the edge of it and then you just mm-hmm. see disappear. I think he's yeah. still alive. Clear. I think he's somebody. Okay. Somebody yeah. helped him out. You gotta try. He, he's you gotta gonna do be, something. No, Palpatine's gonna be like, who's left? He's just like, this is the only guy left? Alright, take him and mutate him. Uh, Make call him it Snoke. Project Snoke. Because, <laughs> like, it's the same actor. That's funny. Snoke, so, yeah. So, yeah. They could. They could just convert him to Snoke and just be like a test kind of thing and put like a little Palpatine and merge him. Who knows? Did you know, uh, do you know Melshi, the guy that Andor escaped with? He's in Rogue One. He like fights. He dies. Fights with one. yeah. He fights with. Oh, he's in the same yeah squadron that they take to Scarif. Yeah, I he, thought he looked familiar. Yeah, he plays. Yeah, he actually plays a big part. Which in in Rogue One he has a British accent. In this, I don't think in Andor he did, which was kind of weird. But okay, same whatever. actor, same character. Same actor, same character, and everything. But yeah, I thought. Was he cool. like? All right, so I'm gonna be um back in my old thing. No, don't, dude. <laughs> yeah, I don't know it. why just, they they just got just rid of go that. American. On yeah, it. nobody nobody fucking remembers you. I'm like, oh okay. <laughs> All right. What about I do this accent? <laughs> no, no, trust me, just American. Thank you. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know that was. I thought he looked familiar, but okay, that's cool. But yeah, yeah, it was cool. But then la di da, he escapes. Mm-hmm. Randomly bumps into like these two weird like fisherman alien things. They like. Use some really fun. Speaking like, of aliens, cool. I like the those guys' designs. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Like, yeah, they were, they were yeah, cool. They were but they cool. like caught them and then they just let them go. Well, they, I mean, they agreed with them. Like they were talking shit about the empire, and they're like, "Yeah, empire sucks." You know, they're no, they're they, they're fishing. They can't catch any fish because the empire pollutes their waters. Okay. Right. So they're like, fuck the empire. You, oh, we'll help you out. And then they like, okay, all right, you can take our ships. Yeah, I don't know. They, yeah, they might have dropped them off. I don't know exactly. Like, oh, okay. All right. Well, because they then him and Melshi. Andor and Melshi go back to that resort planet, and then that's where they part ways. Yeah, and, uh, and he makes contact, makes contact back to Ferrix and everything. Okay. Yep. Um, all right. Well, now we're now we're back to the main story. <laughs> we're back to Andor. Took a, yeah, side we quest. took a little. It was like a, yeah, a side quest exactly. Just, a, just some political mission. shit happened, and Cyril got berated by his mom, and then we're back to Ferrix. <laughs> that's all. You well, didn't miss anything in there, like you missed. Mon Mothma's like daughter thing she can't yeah she can't get any money so she's gotta go to like a fucking like shady ass dude well who's like basically like a yep. thug it's like game of thrones of like betrothing your daughter it's arranged the, yeah, yeah arranged marriage yeah. Kind of like she had to go through kind of which is cool to see that like her struggle as well like she's got she's still in her own personal hell mm-hmm. and she's trying to raise a daughter and on all this stuff and yeah um that stuff was actually pretty good too but i mean that whole again like Seven, eight, or was it eight, nine, ten? Those episodes are great. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really good. Uh, but then we come back to the last two episodes, and it's basically uh, Andor's mama, or whatever adopted mom, she passes away. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And Brix has been... Um, is it Bix? Bix was Brix. Bix. Bix. Yeah, she was captured. She's been captured. What do you guys think of the, the yeah? What do you think of that torture technology that they used? Well, I thought that was drawing. such a cool concept. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it, yeah, it wasn't like a, a normal thing. Yeah, like the cries of this alien race they make when they die or whatever it drives you insane. Like it's like somebody thought of headphones that. and just like listen to um, concentration camps. Yeah, that's just messed up. People just die. Like that would that's horrible. So I thought like that that's really fucked up. So stuff like that like, really does make you think like man, the Empire is so evil. Mm-hmm. okay i'm trying to think of some big things before the whole last episode but i mean at this point luthan says i'm here i get we gotta wipe out cassian he did his job but like he knows too yeah, much so we i gotta, didn't understand this... that was a little weird twist it's like all of a sudden well that's like when when he gets sent to prison everybody just starts looking for him because like he was part of the prison breaks now we just have to kill him but I don't know. It was well, a, it was a weird twist that he was just a loose. He was looking for him before, but that was all like a story mm-hmm. that he was just using to get him on board. Essentially, he was just a loose end that they had to tie up because you know he he knew too much and they couldn't they couldn't trust him. Like he was yeah. just out roaming free with all the this information, so they they needed to get back to him and, and take and kill him. I guess sure. Well, <laughs> too much yeah. too much information. Which we didn't even mention uh, B two yet. The droid B two is great. <laughs> yeah, I love him. Great. great a, oh, he got peed on in like the first episode. Old man droid. <laughs> I know. That's good. Yeah, he's, he's got like a little stutter. I feel bad for it. Yeah, he's got a little stutter. He's he's you got know. a heart of gold. Mm-hmm. But you see him like in the early episodes when they do the flashbacks to when they rescue Cassian from the planet. Like he's all shiny and spiffy and he talks nice and he talks normal but then like you see him way later in ferrix and he's paints chipping off of him yeah he's got that dog pissing on him in the first episode he's just yeah he's all beat up all messed up yeah he survives the first season yeah yeah he's a he's a loyal droid yeah, he's great i think he's a new battery station yeah, like a dog yeah. yep he's like i need yeah. to charge yeah He's always great. charging though. Like that's the. He's like a <laughs> yeah. shitty old phone that's got like the battery that's right. fully charged anymore. Can't leave his charger too often. Because in the beginning, they were saying Cassian was saying something about like lying takes more energy or whatever, and he's have to he have to charge extra just so he could lie yeah. and stuff like that. Like oh god, it's funny. Told him what? Pausing for data lag. Tell me what you said. Marva said you were out ruining your health and reputation with friends of low character. She told him sooner or later you were going to get, get, get yourself into trouble you couldn't talk your way out of. Then she told Grasso that... No. Yeah, a good droid. Every show seems to bring us a new droid of some sort. You got it, yeah. You fall in love with them. You got to uh, have it. Yeah. Droids are great. They're the, I think they're they're the uh, secret sauce of Star Wars. And um, I think that's kind of what hurt episodes 1, 2, and 3. don't get enough droid action in there um like you do in four five and six and then you get bb8 and all this stuff but look at mandalorian they got that droid that they they flip he was a ig ig11 or whatever IG-11, yeah. and yeah and then he makes that ultimate sacrifice and um there's a couple of cute ones in um uh, kenobi lola like that lola droid yeah lola and one. then the big one that like gets killed trying to save Mm-hmm. you know Kenobi so he can get out and stuff like that um, 
don't know. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a cool droid. I like him a lot. Yeah. We didn't we didn't mention uh, Hammer Man yet either. <laughs> that is a cool character. <laughs> I like that Whatever. guy. He's That's awesome. Great. I like don't Dude kill takes... him. Doesn't get killed. Yeah. Dude, he's no. I was like, there's no way they're gonna get this guy. He takes pride in his work. Like he's he's the bell ringer, and he yeah, he's a system. He's got a thing that he does, and he knows how to do it. Yep. Does it well. Yeah, I love whenever all the shit's going down. They're like. Get that guy as so a stormtrooper just goes up there and he just kicks him off the tower. He's like, nah, he didn't even miss a beat. Let's spend the last part of this conversation talking about this last episode. So sure. everything's built up. All the characters that we met are pretty much here now. Um, Cassian's sneaking through. Uh, Bix is fucked up and they got to get her out of there. And, um, characters that we I love the setup for this off but the yeah the music because yeah you got the funeral for Marva going on and like they already disobeyed their orders from the uh whatever the imperial officers whoever was in charge of Ferrix at this point because they said like they can't start till this certain time but they started it early anyways they're like no we're, we're we started at this time so like they started it when they weren't supposed to so like there was already tension kind of bubbling beneath the surface and like I like that they I were like watching them well executed. super close uh like every move and like just the march through town and the yeah the music building like you said like it was it was definitely they set the scene and you knew you knew stuff was going to mm-hmm. was going to pop off eventually I thought the actors did a pretty good job with the role for Marva Oh Marva's uh, speech yeah but like <laughs> I couldn't stop thinking of two movies the whole time. Super Mario Brothers, the movie. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, why? She's in that. Oh, she's is like, she? She's like the number two to Koopa. Oh, okay. And um, uh, who framed Roger Rabbit? She's like the the detective's um, like old fling or something that she runs the bar. Oh, the, oh my God. Wow. Yeah, so yeah. it's just like I just she do, was I, hot like, back I don't then. know. <laughs> it's like it's like the old the old sexy bar lady kind of yeah sure, <laughs> sure. Yeah. I, I was more yeah. looking at maybe like jessica Rabbit. well yeah obviously <laughs> it's the only she's the only no. other woman in the movie i think probably uh i think so actually um that's interesting well anyways so i just couldn't stop thinking about her i'm like man it's just she's aged and uh I can't stop thinking about her, but I thought she did a good job with the role. Um, it, it was a sad, you know, kind of, but it was cool, like her doing the speech, and then they're like, she's just like, I, like, the way she transitioned her speech into reflecting on life to, like, regretting to not do more. Because, like, at the end, she's like, I'm going to rebel by staying here. People can do other stuff. I can at least be here and just go against in some way. She, you know, she's trying to, like, What's she trying to do? Like the old lady trying to like get in through the sewer to see if it was unlocked or something like that. Yeah. Like, so, so walk so around with a goddamn cane, way. lady. Calm down. But it was <laughs> cool. So it was cool. She had a cool arc, um, and her speech is great. And then you know it kind of got everybody wound up and all that stuff. But I expected more out of the actual scene because like the kid performed like a terrorist attack. He's like, I got a bomb. Throws the pipe bomb. <laughs> yeah. 
And he throws a pipe bomb and the other like thermal detonators get like roll out and then they all gonna blow up. He's like, you probably just killed some of your own people with that fucking move, kid. But I guess this this is the sacrifices that we make. One of the, oop, one of the things I loved was uh, Brasso. You know the big guy, big Andor's friend who was holding the brick and doing the ceremony for Marva. He's cool. Yeah, I love that he just takes the brick. Marva's brick and just smashes it over the head of some like one of the yeah, stormtroopers. I'm like, I was, was like awesome. glad he made it. No, he was cool. But there was like a scene where, um, what's her face it was like, Kaz was following one of the officers, and he like turns around and she's like, "Why are you following me?" And then she just doesn't say anything. She just goes into a room, and then he doesn't say anything, and he just follows her, and then she just stabs. Wait, him. oh, oh, Sinta, you mean? Is that what you're talking about? Cinta cast. Okay, Cinta, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sorry. Right. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. It was just like, like, did they forget to write a line? Or something? Well, I think they she was just at each other. Yeah, I think she was just acting or... like scared. You know, like, oh, I'm a oh. frail little woman, and then she just whips out her knife and stabs right. him. It was, it was just weird. Like that's where all that character, like, he got enough screen time. I thought he was gonna do something. I don't know. Like, that was weird. Um, I was gonna jump back in on Marva. Um. Okay. Random thing. I don't see her. I don't see her on her IMDb. I don't see who framed Roger Rabbit. So I don't think she was the sexy bar lady. <laughs> what? But Hold on a second. She was in Harry Potter, Eric. Wait, who as is she? Aunt Petunia, Dudley's mom. Oh shit! Wow, yeah. you're right. Okay, yeah, I didn't even like. Too. Yeah, she's the mom there too. Yeah. Wow. Which okay. throws me completely off. I didn't. E- I was literally watching. Prisoner of Azkaban. The other, I didn't even make that connection. Yeah, she's like she's such a different character. I think she's such a different character that she's like unrecognizable. That's funny. No, that's Mm. cool. Sorry for jumping in there, though. That's just a random thing I wanted to throw in before we forgot. No, she's she's got to be the woman from (laughs) Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Let's spend the rest of this time looking at IMDb. Bar lady. Who is Bar Lady and who framed is it Roger not Rabbit? <laughs> I wasted all that time being thrown off. I'm like, what has that lady been doing? Oh, okay. That's right. Harry Potter and shit. This, if this is not the same actress, come on. Well, when did Harry Potter come out? Or not Harry Potter. Um, Roger, Rabbit? Roger Rabbit? Dolores was played by Jonah Cassidy. This is not the same actress. the same. No. Fiona Shaw is, uh, is Marva slash Aunt Petunia. Okay, so then who who was in the Super Mario Brothers movie? <laughs> that was actually Fiona Shaw. She was in that. She was. You were in that. right about okay. that one. Yes, yeah, definitely. All right, right well, go there. back and watch Who Framed Roger Rabbit. You're like, damn, that's the same one. All right, well, so, okay, so not the same woman that Dave thought was sex. <laughs> Close, but well, thanks for clarifying that. No, okay. yeah, one before so I, I don't even think about Mario Brothers woman lady. Okay, all right. <laughs> well, yeah. After the whole, I mean, it's basically just the fight and. Andor escapes with Bix and Brasso and they grab their ship and they kind of are off. Well, Andor stays behind because he meets back up with Luthen. He sends his friends off. He meets back right. up with Luthen and basically says like, hey, I want to join the rebellion. And that's right. kind of where we leave off at the end of the season. No, I don't, was... The weird part, I don't know, is showing up and goes, you could kill me. I'm like, I don't I don't get it. Like, what are you trying to what are you trying to prove here, Cassian? That is he just saying that he doesn't want, like, either trust me or kill me, I guess? I think, like, yeah. His weird, I, his weird I think he was just bluffing, you know? 
He was just bluffing. Well, somebody like that will come after him. It's like, if you're going to kill me, kill right. me. Because like, Th- I can't that hide too. from you. That like, too. You're in the shadows. Right. There's nowhere I can go. Like, if and he, everybody knows who I am. If he wanted to kill him, he would have eventually. You because, know? because, yeah, because he has connections mm-hmm. with people in the Empire. He has people like where he did his great monologue. Where, um, Poor Lonnie. Poor Lonnie. I feel Is bad that the guy the with guy the mustache? Yeah. Dude, I the, feel bad the mole, for that dude. The mole, he's mole like, in the he's, ISB. In the ISB every single day. If he gets found, he's getting tortured and murdered. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's done instantly. Murdered. Yeah. And he's got yeah. a fan. Yeah. He was trying to play on his family, too. Like, you know, he wants He'll to probably end up on the Death Star and Luke will blow him up. It'll be poor love. Why did you do that? Poor there was, wait, there was one really cool scene that we haven't mentioned yet. And that's when Luthen was escaping that Imperial cruiser. When he gets oh, caught in the badass. tractor beam and everything. Oh, yeah. Like that, oh, yeah, that was there, cool. that was one of my favorite scenes. Like, just the the whole, again, like the tension between him and the Empire. He's trying to outsmart them. And then they, he's like in the, he's telling his little, I don't even know what, the droid or ship, ship It's like a ship robot. droid. Robot, yeah. yeah. He's like, you know, charge the, charge the engines. And, and then when he releases, like when they have him in the tractor beam and he releases those Whatever they were, I don't even know what they it's were. Like, Bombs or it's like ball bearings that he just like yeah, ripped was, through the. Oh, that was so cool. Satellite dash. That was yeah, that, that was cool. really cool and like such a great great looking scene. Yeah, because it gives us it gives the ship a little bit of a little bit of uh, action time because mm-hmm. I forget when when Andy Andor first gets on the ship, he's like, I've flown these before, I've never seen one like this, and so it makes it kind of like cool and mysterious. And now I just now love we know the, it's uh, cool. It's still mysterious though. I always love the, just the ego of the Empire. They're like, oh, this little ship can't escape our tractor beam. And then they're always so surprised whenever uh, they get duped. And they're like, like, oh, how did the, you know. It was, you love seeing the Empire getting their, getting their nose shoved in shit. Yeah, they always like, get good. their ass handed to them. But there, there was another, I forgot to mention this as well. There was a cool little Easter egg, apparently. There was a ton of Easter eggs in Luthen's shop. Yeah. Um, I guess Indy's whip, Indiana Jones's whip, was frozen, oh, really? frozen in carbonite in his shop, oh. like in the background, which was kind of cool. I didn't see that. Okay. Yeah, I was watching like a little Easter egg thing or things you might have missed in Andor, and that was one of them, which I yeah, thought I was saw pretty like cool. There was like a Padme helmet in there. There was like a Darth, Darth Revan, like old Sith armor yeah. set from like Knights of the Old Republic or something like that. It's like a yeah, Jedi Temple Guard helmet, some Mandalorian armor. There was yeah, yeah. there was tons it's of all stuff. sorts of cool shit. Yep. Uh but yeah, then we get the after credit scene of the the droids building the Death Star, which is really cool because yeah. like <clears throat> cool shot. I feel like you I mean it's an age old Star Wars question of like how did they build this fucking huge ass space station? And it's cool actually seeing you know seeing them in progress building it but mm-hmm. that was a cool cool scene to end on very ominous mm-hmm. i'm sure yeah, we'll in nicely we'll be back for season two of this because oh yeah. so critically well received that it's i mean they'd be fools not to so yeah 100 percent. i don't know how many how many you can drag them out for i guess we really don't have a time frame like if the death star is just being built like yeah we're pretty we're getting pretty from, close to episode four I was going to say, if, uh, the time between Andor and Rogue One has to only be a couple years. You know, it can't be it can't be that long. Yeah, no. it can't. <laughs> no, no, it would look weird. Um, 
All right. So, Ander, season one. Yeah. Pretty good show. Yeah. Uh, the Star Wars Fun fans sure love it, which is down. what we need in this franchise where not yeah. everybody's fighting and all that. I'm glad that stupid shit. everybody Star Wars fans have a series to rally around. Because, like, besides Mando, the series that we've gotten up to this point have you been... were pretty you were pretty good on like i was pretty critical on boba fett and then more so on kenobi yeah i was struggling so to me i'm just pumped that like there's a show that is just getting love yep you know yep. but you you seem to enjoy him a little bit more than i have but i think i yeah i i mean i've enjoyed watching all of them it's not like i you know hated any of them but like this and definitely mando stand out above Mando. the rest oh, yeah. Mandalorian 3. which i, I can't I wait till the Mandalorian first season, season three Mando. yeah i haven't seen the trailer or anything like that i just know it's gonna be good i'm like yes that's when did that come out next year some early next year i think early next year right mm-hmm. like march or something like that yeah i know it's i know it's pretty early i think they i think they season I three say they just premieres recently. on march 1st 2023 so there go. okay there you yeah. go well then let's wrap this up uh, and go to Act 3. Or I have a game. Nothing crazy. It's Star Wars 20 Questions. Something short and sweet. And then we can get out of here. Sweet. Okay, we're back. <laughs> Act three. Woo. This is a Star Wars episode, guys. Um, so, yeah, I already said uh, Star Wars 20 questions. This will be a fairly short segment. I, I, I'm very confident that you guys will figure this one out. But it's anything Star Wars. Literally anything. Well, if we so, don't, we're not true Star Wars fans. Right. <laughs> and I'll do my best to make sure that I get the information right when you ask your questions. But other than that, ask away. I'm just going to say yes or no. It's going to be a person, place, yet. or thing. Anything. Yes. Yes. Uh, is this is this a character in the Star Wars universe? It is a character. Okay. Okay. Is this a... Is this character of of the human race? No. Oh, it's Greedo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess uh, is this a? I guess uh, by by the bounds of the alien race, is this a, would this be considered a male character? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> is this? I got alien? a couple ideas already. We can narrow down to a movie or show. Does this, this character play a jizz character... instrument? No. <laughs> Not yet. Is this I character ask in yet. the original trilogy? Four, five, six. No. Ooh, all right. So not Max Rebo. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is Max Rebo not in every... I don't Star think movie? he's in the prequels. No, I don't think he is. Uh, let's see. So he okay. might be. Not I think he might be trilogy. in the pod races. Maybe he might. No, he wouldn't be there. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know. Playing. I thought he was. Playing now you got somewhere. me thinking. I got me guessing. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> hmm. Is 
this alien, well, I guess all most aliens in Star Wars are like bipedal. Oh, uh, yeah, good. Like two legs, two arms kind of thing. Unless you're like Jabba or that's about. I'm thinking, yeah, Watto maybe. Shibalba uh, or. Yeah, let's see. Salacious Crumb. Is this character make an appearance in Star Wars? Salacious <laughs> Make an appearance that, in. That's not a good one, right? <laughs> the Phantom Menace. Yes. <laughs> All right. It's got to be, yeah, Watto, Sbulba, or that two headed announcer guy from the Pod Racers. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot his name. I mean, you got the the Trade <laughs> oh, Federation dudes. You got Jar Jar. Oh, yeah. Fucking, uh, what's. What's the what's the dude's name? Trade Federation guy? Chancellor. All you know oh, that it's it not with an N or something. And all you've clarified is that it's not human, right? Yes, we have clarified that it's, that it's not, not human. human. And it is a character, and it's not human. Oh, it could be Darth Maul still. Yeah, I'm just trying true. to make sure that I'm getting this right. So is this. Uh... You're only five questions, and you're doing. Really yeah, good. I know. It's guess is this character a uh a sith apprentice no okay so it's not darth maul no just want to eliminate that does this character live on tatooine good question i want to say yes okay i want to say they live there Sub- yeah Sabulba or waddle <laughs> Small board wild. So they got that gets rid of Jar Jar. That gets rid of the Chancellors. Still could be Jabba. Still could be Jabba. Technically, <sighs> he's not. In, oh, he isn't in the Phantom Menace, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. in there. All the huts at the at the pod races. Yeah, he he's picking through his aliens to eat, and he flicks one off. The... Yeah, it's not, yep. Or he, not well, he doesn't he bite off the head and then throw it at the gong to start the pod race or whatever. I think so. Uh, <laughs> all right, is this? Uh, I just want to now. I just feel like we have to eliminate one by one. Yeah. Does this? Knock it out. Does this alien have a own a a shop? A a shop that sells wares. No. Okay, so it's not Watto. Does this alien pod race? Yes. <laughs> All right. I mean, there you guys, are. You guys are good. It could be. I mean, it's probably Sebulba. I don't. I don't know any of the other names of the other alien pod racers. I, I remember that little really weird either. guy. I remember some of the, what they look like, but not their names. Uh. Nine right, questions. Let's get it in ten. Let's do this. Let's let's do it. Should we just don't go for it? it? I don't. Let's know. go for it. Go yeah. for I... it. All right, do it. It's gonna be like Waxnido from the, <laughs> from the Wikipedia. I don't know that we found. Uh, all right, is this person Sabalba? That this alien is Sabalba. Yes. Yes. Very impressive, guys. Nice. There we go. Woo. Not too hard. Not too easy. Got right there in the middle. Yeah, Adam. Yep. That was good. I wrote it down just so we will have that forever. Oh, beautiful. Or until this piece of paper gets thrown in the trash. <laughs> nice. Sweet. Sabalba. In space. In Star Wars, they call space camp just camp. Just camp. So Just regular camp. This you think we'll ever see Sabalba again? 
I mean, we don't know anything about a species. He could still be alive. I, th- you know, I want. I think we're done well, in that era of Star Wars for a while. Yeah, I don't know. I was gonna say I think he might be in the Clone Wars, or at least his alien race is in there. I mean, we just saw Count Dooku in um, Yaddle. We just got a whole bunch of prequel content. Mm-hmm. Maybe Sabalbo will go back and make, we'll make an appearance. Pod racing episode randomly. They're gonna make I a mean, make an episode on. I think I think the pod racing stuff in episode one is good, and it still holds up. I think it's it not, yeah. It's good because the kid is barely acting and he's just pressing buttons and stuff. Right. It's right. working. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's flicking things on and off. <laughs> there's, some, there's some awesome ass sound effects though in that like whole pod racing section. Yeah. Like the sound oh, effects yeah. are amazing and then like the graphics do hold up pretty well. So Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Good scene. More pod racing. Sure. Well, more Sebulba. All right, let's get out of here. We're talking about fucking Sebulba. For... Everyone wants more Sebulba. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Um, follow us on Twitter. At Nomads of Fantasy. Yep. Follow us on Discord. Uh, the Nomads of Fantasy.com slash Discord. Follow us on TikTok. I think it's also at, I think it's at the Nomads of Fantasy on TikTok. Oh, okay. Yes. I feel like it, it at Nomads of Fantasy or at the Nomads of Fantasy, you'll find us. Nobody else has got this. Just name sir, at just all. Google Nomads <laughs> of Fantasy and you'll see all our stuff. Yeah. Go play what map game? Yes, whatmapgame.com if you, like, you want to guess some like video game games. maps. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Email us since we never get any emails at nomads of fantasy at gmail.com. Uh, I think that's it. I think we're done telling people what to do. (laughs) (laughs) Live your life. Live your life. And as always, safe travels, nomads. And may the force be with you. I live my life a quarter parsec at a time. (laughs) Vin Diesel in Too Fast, Too Star Wars Fury. Kinship, love. I've given up all chance at inner peace. I made my mind a sunless space. I share my dreams with ghosts. I wake up every day to an equation I wrote 15 years ago from which there's only one conclusion. I'm damned for what I do. My anger, my ego, my unwillingness to yield, my my eagerness to fight. They set me on a path from which there's no escape. 
I yearned to be a savior against injustice without contemplating the cost, and by the time I looked down, there was no longer any ground beneath my feet. What is my, what is my sacrifice? I'm condemned to use the tools of my enemy to defeat them. I burn my decency for someone else's future. I burn my life to make a sunrise that I know I'll never see. Now the ego that started this fight will never have a, a mirror or an audience or, or the light of gratitude. So what do I sacrifice? Everything! Everything.